Thank you for joining the Move the Stairs podcast. I'm Diane Mulligan with my colleagues Mitch Jelniger and Jordan Sherman. You may be wondering, what does Move the Stairs mean? It's our philosophy, how we look at every challenge as an opportunity. When you move the stairs, you take the steps other people might not. Creating customer loyalty, nurturing great relationships with the media, and building a resilient CBD hemp and medical marijuana brand. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll talk with the brightest minds, the savviest business leaders, and reporters in the CBD space. You'll learn how brand protection PR can help your CBD, hemp, or medical marijuana business stand head and shoulders above your competitors. And you'll be on your way to making the most of any challenge. That's what we call Move the Stairs. Let's get started. One. Well, good morning and welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast. This is episode 80. We're recording on Tuesday, April 4th, 2023. And we're so happy you're joining us for today's really exciting conversation. Absolutely. We're thrilled to be joined today by Lydia Kariuki, who writes for Terpenes and Testing, uh, CBD Health and Wellness, Extraction Magazine, and My Cannabis. A lot of uh, different periodicals, uh, media outlets. She's going to talk about some of the recent stories she has written and what types of stories intrigue her. Yeah, we're excited to ask Lydia about um, not only what she writes about, but also how that can educate business owners and help them develop their customer and brand loyalty. And we're going to ask her about uh, how she prefers her sources, uh, like you, to establish relationships with her in our Insider Media Relations segment we do each podcast. And then finally, some of our, our favorite conversations typically happen toward the end of the podcast, where we talk about brand resiliency. And we're excited to ask Lydia about some of the trends that she sees coming that are going to be newsworthy, things that you should be thinking about as you're working to build a resilient CBD brand. So without further ado, let's bring Lydia into the studio. Hi, Lydia. Thank you for so much for joining us on the Move the Stairs podcast today. How are you? I'm very fine. Thank you. Good. Why don't you thank tell you our listeners doing. a little bit about yourself? I think Mitch did a great job introing you, but we'd love to hear it from you too. Okay. As you said, my name is Lydia Kariuki, and I've been writing in the cannabis space for... I think since 2017, so that's about five years now. And I have covered, I've worked with different magazines, but at the moment I'm writing with, actually what most people don't know, uh, CBD Health and Wellness, Tappings and Testing, and Extraction Magazine actually under the same umbrella. Wow. And then, so that's one company uh, mm -hmm. based out of the US, and then I also write for my kind of business, a different company. Very good. You stay busy. That's my background. I have a degree. I have a degree in nursing, and a diploma in journalism. So that's basically about me. Yes. Well, that's quite a bit. You know, we, uh, Lydia, we know that one of the biggest challenges for a CBD company out there is building customer loyalty, especially at a time when there's so many companies, so many products for the consumers to choose from. So, since you write for so many different magazines, let's talk about. Who you see as your main audience? I mean, when you're writing, who are you writing for in each of those publications? Does it vary from publication to publication? Yes, it does. I'll start first with the three magazines: the CBD Health and Wellness and Testy uh, Tappings and Testing and Extraction Magazine. These are a bit more scientific magazines. 
and they cover both actually it covers everyone starting with entrepreneurs medical professionals lawyers extraction professionals and cbd enthusiasts but these are people who want to understand the science behind cannabis is a bit more sophisticated uh, readers because there's a lot of science we cover a lot of research product innovations and not just a person maybe not just the person looking to have their first joint or the first flower or something like that but the audience is very wide but i'd say generally it covers those who want to understand the a bit more about cannabis and then for the other magazine, uh, my cannabis is uh, what I do most for this magazine. Actually, is I do interviews with entrepreneurs in the space and uh, business owners and uh, thought leaders. And the audience for this magazine is consumers who still want to find the truth about cannabis. Maybe not so much scientific, but maybe trends in the industry, what's going on. And then the other thing about the interviews is it allows consumers to look, to get the human face behind the brand. Those who want to really establish a relationship with a particular brand to understand what's the story behind this brand and what makes them do what they do. Because consumers want to go the extra mile and not just see the business for what it is, but to see the human aspect and see something that goes deeper than just the bottom line. I love that, yeah. Okay. What's really interesting is, um, first of all, uh, being able to shift your writing, you know, for all of these different publications and all of these different audiences. Um, I, I think that takes a lot of skill. Um, and clearly you, you display that because you do this, um, you know, day to day. Um, my question for you, though, uh, is talking about terpenes. Um, you've written a lot of health related articles. And in your opinion, you know, how important is it for business owners to stay up to date on the latest cannabis health information that's out there. I mean, we see new studies, um, the results from new studies essentially being published uh, feels like every day. So there's a lot of new stuff that, um, that, that is published, you know, every week, it seems like. I'd say at this point in the industry, it is very critical for business owners to be in touch with the science of what's happening because consumers, as I mentioned initially, were just interested in it's kind of this flower, you know, it has this amount of THC, it's going to get me this high. But as more research is being carried out, customers are becoming more aware and more sophisticated in their tests and in their quest for knowledge. Customers no longer just want to know it has 20% THC. They want to know what terpenes are going into it. Is it an isolate? Is it a full spectrum? What terpenes are in it? What minor cannabinoids are in there? And they can tell when a brand is just superficial. It's just saying cannabis for sleep. Because now they understand it's not just cannabis for sleep. They know CBN is good for sleep. So they want to know how much CBN is in this product. So... If the consumers know more than the business about the science behind cannabis, I think that's a very big problem. So it's very critical for businesses to be always a step ahead. They should be the ones educating the consumers who have mentioned are already very much ahead in their sophistication and their knowledge awareness. Yeah, to know what exactly is going on. And it's not just the science about uh, 
the tapins and cannabinoids. It's still about the innovation behind the products, you know. Yeah, when you see it's a transdermal patch, how is it working? It's not just enough to use the hype we've used for a long time. It, it really matters to understand really what, what's behind this tech. If I'm saying edibles and I'm saying it's going to, the effect is going to kick off in 15 minutes, what's the science behind that, you know? Why am I saying this is going to take longer? When I'm saying the things you put it under your tongue, why am I saying that? Yes. So yeah. I think that's why it's very important for that. I'd say it's important for the business to be a step ahead of the consumers in terms of their knowledge. Yeah, step ahead. Well, Lydia, you're singing our song because we're always talking to many of our clients talking about the consumer this day and age is pretty savvy. Uh, and so they know their stuff. And so I think you in some sense maybe have answered this question, but I'd like to expound on it just to, to emphasize its importance. So sharing the, that kind of inside story about how a company goes about its uh, building its product and its brand, you're, you're thinking that's, that's valuable to share with customers because it would lead to customer loyalty. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, very good. Do you have some examples of that by chance that you've seen? Ask that again. Sorry, I lost your beat. Do you have any examples of where uh, maybe somebody you've written about where they, they shared a lot of that, what may be considered maybe inside baseball, but shared it with the consumer and then it led to more customer loyalty or more trust with the customer? Nothing comes to mind. Okay. But generally speaking, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Very good. Well, one of the things we've, we've chatted about here at MSC Communications is we're all former journalists. And so we bring that experience. It helps our clients prepare and take advantage of media opportunities, things that come their way. And we do this by positioning them as industry leaders and experts, even if they're a little bashful at first. Uh, and that way they give great interviews. And so the journalists will want to call on them because they know that they're responsive and they know that they're going to provide some good answers. We call that insider media relations. So given that, what types of stories do you like to be uh, pitched? Uh, what, what, what catches your eye? Um, for the first, the three scientific magazines, which by now you know are CBD Health and Awareness, Tappings and Testing and Extraction, uh, we are interested in science. And as I've mentioned before, science is not, innovation is not just about the tech. It's about, it could be innovation relating to customer service, consumer engagement, consumer trends that probably a business owner has observed. And it also could be about a challenge in the business that maybe if you share with other business owners, they can learn something from it, but it needs to be new stories something not just reputation and what we've been washing and rinsing and repeating over and over at once stories that can help uh, the industry as a whole to grow it could be medical research it could be product innovations it could be trends you've observed in the business yes consumer insights perhaps you've carried out a small research in your dispensary uh, or your cbd shop and you've noticed consumers are moving towards perhaps maybe from flower to edibles or they're reporting certain kind of effects, new stories that would help the industry as a whole. That's what we'd want to be pitched about on the three magazines. Okay. And then for the interview series at my cannabis, authenticity. 
And why is that important? Uh, as I mentioned before, there's so many, the market is, I can say flooded at the moment. Everyone is trying to compete for space. Why is authenticity important? Consumers who want cannabis is a culture industry. People want to connect to the brand at a very personal level. And the good thing about this industry is there's very many different stories. I've talked to many people, how they got into the business. For some, it was, you know, uh, a family member used CBD oil and they got this response. Such stories make customers connect to the brand and that which helps to build loyalty. So I'd want to hear stories of the brand. How did you get into the industry? What's your mission? What makes you kick? Importantly, how are you engaging with the community? So it's about the bottom line. How are you giving back to the community? Yes, those are the kind of stories I'd want to be pitched for for my cannabis. So I think you answered this a, a little bit. Um, you already answered my next question, Lydia. Um, but I was going to ask, you know, how are you looking for ways for businesses to personalize stories, especially when it comes to research? Um, but I'd like to pivot to the second part of my question and ask, you know, is there an opportunity for business owners to contact you? And, you know, how do they um, how do they keep themselves top of mind when you are writing about a new research story? So if somebody reaches out to you, makes initial contact, makes any introduction, even if they're not pitching a story, just to say, hey, this is who I am. This is the brand that I represent. And, you know, this is this is my story. Feel free to contact me as needed. You know, how do they keep those relationships warm with you? Uh, I'm always open to pitches. Actually, I saw a post on LinkedIn, I think a few days ago, where a journalist was saying, you know, guys, you're overdoing this thing. Like, they're getting too many, you know, pitches. For me, that doesn't apply. I'm always open to, you know, new stories. And as I said, as long as they add value, some, some pitches will be like, oh, there's this CBD gummy I've introduced, but really there's nothing, there's no new value that it's just another pack of CBD gummies, you know. There needs to be something more, some more value, maybe the tech behind it, just something more that adds value to the whole industry. And for businesses, I think the only way it can only work from them pitching the journalist with whatever research they've come up with, whatever innovation, you know, just giving the idea, I think this will add value to the industry. But for, uh, Perhaps people in doing affiliate kind of uh, like banking, cannabis banking, cannabis insurance. For those, I love having such contacts in case it's something maybe trending on the news that they can comment about. I'd call them thought leaders. Now you can reach out to me again if you're a thought leader. I've done that in the past, you know, to get a comment about maybe investments, comment about banking, a comment about legislation. I will know if a particular business owner is an expert, quote unquote, in that area, other than just, you know, being an entrepreneur. But once I have, I have on occasion from time to time pitched to uh, ask for comments from people I've interacted with in the past who give a lot of input. Uh, doctors also who've worked with companies to develop some products. Once I have those contacts, sometimes I also, you know, what do you think about this? this new study you know give me comments about this yes but it begins from that initial interaction 
maybe where they pitch we have this product is what we are doing can you yeah you know lydia so i'm always open to pitches yeah email yeah. yeah, any pitches. So yeah, they're not that too many is okay as long as they're good. <laughs> yeah, very good. You know, many business owners are a little hesitant to develop a relationship with uh, the media or a specific reporter. We hear some of them say, "Gosh, it makes me nervous. What if they only call me if it's a controversy, and then I don't want to get involved with it?" For business owners who are hesitant like that, what would you say to them? There is no bad publicity. The only bad publicity is no publicity. That's on a light note. I think giving, given the competitiveness of the industry at the moment, it's always good to keep pushing, you know? What I meant by there's nothing like there's no bad publicity. It's important to get people talking about your brand. Sometimes there's no way to guarantee that it will always be in the good light. You may say something and then it adds to the controversy. But it's always good to have people. It's worse when no one is talking about your brand. So I think that fear of putting yourself out there, uh, you can get rid of it by just knowing it's better when you're out there, regardless of what they're saying, you can, you know, you can undo that. It's worse when no one is talking about your brand. So, but on the other side, again, um, like what I do, I'll always... If you're on my radar and I contact you about giving a comment, there's always the option of saying, no, I don't think I want to comment about this. That's always very much agreeable. I can comment on something else. There you go. Yeah, it may not be there specific. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, absolutely it does. Yes, I mean, it may not be their specific area of expertise. So maybe they say yes to some and no to others. It's not one or the other. So that's a good point. Good point. What, one of yes. our other... Pillars is at MT Communications. We talk about creating a resilient CBD brand, and so business owners are constantly on the lookout for ways to maybe strengthen their business, uh, weather those storms, uh, their reputation, uh, and to the bottom line, frankly, uh, and financially. So we help clients find the opportunity, and even if it's a challenge, kind of polish that reputation, prepare for the unexpected, because you know things happen, right? And that's really what we call building a resilient CBD brand. So given that, what do you think the biggest stories uh, to break will be in the, maybe the next three to six months? What's your crystal ball say? Um, I think uh, I have a bias towards research and innovation in the industry. So that's what mostly I'll be looking at. And I think this year, we're going to see so much for at least once this funding, so there's significant funding for research in the, in the industry. So we'll be seeing a lot of research coming out. And what I see a focus from previously, we have focused, we have over-glorified THC and CBD. But now the new research uh, trend is showing that, hey, guys, there's more to cannabis than CBD and THC. So we're going to be seeing a greater emphasis, people on minor cannabinoids and even consumers have overdone the CBD and THC and now they're also looking to they're also waking up to the fact that oh the CBD oh the CBC oh there is so I think uh, research and studies to do with the biggest stories will be around the minor cannabinoids it's okay we've had enough about THC and CBD but hey guys CBN is showing this CBC is showing this 
So I think for me, that would be the, where the biggest worries are going to come from. Okay, interesting. It's kind of fascinating so too, because, you know. Okay. I mean, it, yeah, it, as a researcher too, I mean, you have, you have an opportunity to make, kind of make a name for yourself because if you're the one to discover that um, a minor can, can, uh, cannabinoid can have a profound impact on, you know, whatever the case may be, um, that's something that you can kind of etch your name in stone and say, yeah, uh, you know, I discovered that my team discovered that. And, you know, um, now it's out there for humanity to use. I think that's really neat. Um, are there any interesting trends that um, you're following specifically that you could see, you know, potentially reporting on this year? Is it the minor cannabinoids or are there other things that you're watching, too? Uh uh, the research is not just limited to that or just one area, minor cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of research that's going to be, I think, uh, focusing on the cannabis industry. What has happened since legalization? You know, there was a, for example, there was a greatest fear about, oh, when we legalize, uh, we're going to be having a lot of teen use of cannabis. Fine, now states have legalized. It's been a number of years. Has that really happened? Another good example is uh, road accidents. People would believe or assume that uh, you legalize cannabis in states and there's going to be an upsurge of road accidents. Now there'll be a lot of research going around that, you know, have car insurance rates gone up because of increased road accidents and what's the impact of that in the industry. The economic factors, which was hype that, you know, legalized cannabis and then we're going to have a lot of um, tax revenues. Has that really happened? So uh, oil produce, uh, are people using less opioids because we have legalized cannabis for medical use? So those are some of the trends that I'll be looking out for. Interesting. So you, you talked earlier about, you know, getting... Yes, the other issue is still on product innovation. Mm, As okay. I mentioned, uh, flour has been king for. I'm saying the other trend, of course, would be on product innovation. For I think up to last year, uh, a study by uh, I forget um, NFD New Frontier Data had mentioned that flour is still king. <laughs> is that trend still likely to go on? Even though that was a trend last year, we're seeing more consumers still having flour, but still trying out, you know, these other sophisticated uh, forms of cannabis, you know, dabs and all. How will that trend look like this year, especially as Gen Z's join the consumer market, legal consumer market? What are mm -hmm. the new trends that will be coming up? Yeah, they could certainly influence those sales. Uh, you talked about getting those pitches and, and uh, you don't complain about getting too many, but for folks out there who are not used to that, re reaching out to a journalist like yourself, what would be what would what would you think would be like the perfect pitch? What are some of the elements that you would suggest they put in that pitch to make it interesting to get a journalist's attention? Mm, my best pitch uh, would be one that seeks to bust some myths in the industry, but of course it has to be you know factual. Like for example, I talked to. Uh, someone, I think a couple last week, that was a, uh, for a long time we've been hyping, you know, there's a lot of hype in the industry, by the way, 
or it's a multi-billion dollar industry or every cannabis business is doing well or like for example this lady she's in banking and we've all been singing you know uh, cannabis businesses cannot get access to you know uh, capital right and she told me no she actually has if you contact her there is actually too much access for anyone who really wants to get access to financing. As per now, 2023, you can actually get it. But see, the song we've been singing is, you know, no, you can't get access to banking and stuff like that. So I'd want, uh, there's still a lot of myths, you know, are blacks, are women represented equally in the industry? I'd want pitches that seek to bust myths. And of course, uh, innovations and research. Okay. Awesome. Well, the, the, yeah, this has been a, a fantastic interview. Um, thank you so much, Lydia. Um, where can people find you? If they want to send you a pitch, where do they, where do they look up your name? <laughs> you can pitch me through LinkedIn. Or you can pitch me uh, for the three magazines. You can pitch to info at terpinesandtestings.com. Info at terpinesandtestings.com. And then for my cannabis, you can pitch me at press at mycannabis.com. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us and today. LinkedIn directly. Lydia, are you LinkedIn? <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you, too. Thanks for having me on set. Yes, no, it was great to great to chat with you. Good wealth of knowledge there. So we appreciate your time. Thank you. So uh, that was Lydia Karayuki. She's a writer for Terpenes and Testing, CBD Health and Wellness, Extraction Magazine, and My Cannabis. Um, and if you go back and listen to the podcast, um, what's really fascinating, Mitch, is um, Lydia has this really unique ability to be writing articles that are going to resonate with different audiences. And I, I would think that um, probably the majority of the listeners of our podcast are going to kind of resonate toward um, more of the scientific side of things, especially if you have, you know, your chief medical officer tuning in. Um, so that could be a place where they could potentially shine and offer um, a little bit of, um, you know, insight into what's going on at your company. As Lydia told us, that can really uh, help move the needle when it comes to developing your brand and establishing consumer loyalty. Yeah, building the, that customer loyalty. As she mentioned, and we've heard this before from other guests, you know, the consumer's intelligence on the topic is on the rise. So you got to be pretty savvy and stay a step ahead, as she put it. Um, and it was interesting when we talked to her about insider media relations, like, okay, so how do I establish, you know, a, a relationship with someone in the media? And she says, you know, it's really about authenticity because, you know, people want to connect with a brand on a personal level. So share those kinds of things. Um, not only with maybe reporters, but with your audience. And then if it's a story that involves you that helps the whole industry grow, that's what, what catches her eye. And so that could produce, uh, again, a contact with a, a media representative and perhaps some good publicity through a story. Yeah. And then finally, you know, looking at building brand resiliency or, you know, reinforcing your brand's resiliency. I love when we get to this part of the uh, podcast because it seems like every guest that we talk to um, has a different um, answer for us in, in some of the questions that we're asking around that. And one of the things that Lydia mentioned was 
what she'll be following closely is going to be research in 2023. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, we get um, our, our alerts from, we use Meltwater for digital listening and we're following some of the research and trends that are happening in the industry too. And we're already seeing quite a bit of research being published. And if you think about it, that's stuff that, you know, would have needed to be set up um, a, a couple of years ago to be published um, or at least the findings to be revealed today, right? So with regulations easing a bit when it comes to being able to set up um, further research, there could be even more this time next year that we're talking about, which is really exciting. Right, right. And I loved it when she talks about myth busters. You know, think about some of the things that are out there or right. uh, some uh, conceptions that people have of the industry or what, what the players are doing. And so be a myth buster. That's a little nugget to have in the back of your head about building that resilient brand. Um, look around your own shop and figure out if that's something you can contribute to. Well, well, we thank all of you for joining us. And we thank again our special guest, Lydia Karaoke. She's a reporter for Terpenes and Testing, CBD Health and Wellness, Extraction Magazine, and My Cannabis. So she was a great guest. And we thank you for joining us for this Move the Stairs podcast. Hope to see you again soon. So thanks for being here. Thank you again for listening to the Move the Stairs podcast. You may be wondering where the phrase Move the Stairs comes from. It's my life's mantra and MNC's commitment to our clients. It's a nod to a defining moment in my television news career. You know, in news, you have to be first with the story, no excuses. And one night I had to get the first TV news interview with a senatorial candidate after he accepted the nomination on stage. I noticed the stairs leading off the stage were taking the candidate directly to my competitors. But what could I do? So I looked around and I noticed the stairs were on wheels. I walked over and bolted the stairs and moved them so the candidate walked off the stage right to my team first. At MNC Communications, our years in the media taught us there's always a way to move the stairs to make the best possible outcome happen for our clients.